from digitiki.com Just think, yesterday I was a meaningless little accountant and today I'm the producer of a Broadway flop. <laughs> well, here's to failure. To failure. Oh, thank you. It's very kind of you. Welcome to the Quiet Village. Cal Jader, please. And Stan oh, I love that Cal. Yes, you call it. Our uh, introduce I would, it, I mean. I would love for you to play I've Grown Accustomed to Her Face from My Fair Lady, which is the Cal Jader and Stan Getz sextet. Cal Jader's one of my favorites. My Fair Lady's one of my favorite shows. And I love in the, in the movie where Rex Harrison comes stomping around at the beginning of this tune going, damn, 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 damn. All right. I've grown accustomed to her face. Here we go.
I've grown accustomed to her face. I love Rex Harrison. I really loved him in that movie. He was in the the Broadway version too. He, he was in the Broadway version, and he was uh, so he 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 started the whole um, speaking singing because he didn't, he didn't have a singing voice. He actually did the the patter. And evidently, according to lore, according to Broadway lore, he was so nervous that before uh, opening night, he actually locked himself in his dressing room, and he and he would not come out because uh, I've got. To, let me let me see if I can find the quote. Um, we'll see if we can we'll see if we can edit this in post. Um, <laughs> at the first, okay, so at the first preview, Rex Harrison, who was unaccustomed to singing in front of a live orchestra, announced that under no circumstances. Would he go on that night with those 32 interlopers in the pit? He locked himself in his dressing room and came out a little more than an hour before curtain time. The whole company had been dismissed but were recalled, and then the opening night of the preview was a success. Holy cow. I can't imagine being the stage manager of that show that night. Oh, right? No, I'm sure several people soiled themselves. <laughs> Just kidding. Come back. Yeah. Come back. We released you, but come back. Come back. Come back. Oh, my what a, God. What a prima donna. Well, I guess if you're Rex Harrison, you can be a prima donna. Uh, yeah. You but, don't go around being people with your Rex Harrison hat. But, but he's an ordinary man, right? <laughs> I'm sure nobody's going to get that. But, you know, here's another fact. Uh, uh, the Broadway version was with Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I do another interesting fact that may actually lead into the next song? Well, no, okay. I gotta do it, but hold on. Not do that. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Is <laughs> this from no. no. I thought you were gonna stay. I thought your OCD said you wanted to stay on the. This is gonna be a three-hour podcast. We're moving it along. <laughs> but we're gonna, gonna fix gonna... it in post. So I have I have a I have a I have a gearhead I have a gearhead factoid for you mm. for my fair lady. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Rex Harrison did the film for My Fair Lady, of yes. course. And we all know that when you did film recordings for soundtracks, what they would do is they would have the film on a big screen. The uh, the artist or the actor would come in and he would speak along with the film so that they could record his voice for the soundtrack. Well, evidently, Rex Harrison was so adamant because he never, he said, the quote was, he never spoke the line the same way twice, so he had it in his contract that he would not dub that way. So, My Fair Lady was the first film to ever use wireless mics during filming. So, when you hear Rex Harrison on film doing his stuff for My Fair Lady... He was actually doing it live. I had heard that, but I didn't know they used wireless mics. Yep. Well, wow. If, if Wikipedia is to be believed. Amazing, <laughs> amazing factoid about My Fair Lady, the movie, was that Julie Andrews played Eliza Doolittle on Broadway, and she thought she was had it like in the bag for the movie musical. And... When Audrey Hepburn actually got cast for that movie, Julie Andrews was none too pleased, understandably. But that same year, she, uh, Julie Andrews starred in Mary Poppins, and Mary Poppins actually won the Academy Awards that year over My Fair Lady, so Julie Andrews was able to do the big ah. two to My Fair Lady that year. 
Why are you shaking your head? He, you have evidence to <laughs> refute such facts. Evidence to refute. Because no. Upper Lady won Best Picture that year. No, but I think I think that look that shit up. I think Julian Andrews won Best won Best Actress. We're we're gonna have an explicit thing on this one. I swear to God. Um, we'll we'll edit that in post. <laughs> You know, and another interesting fact was um, the uh, the the producers of The Sound of Music were not sure about casting Julie Andrews because at the oh. time she she was only known for Liza Doolittle. She wasn't that well known, so uh, they actually went to Disney yeah, like Studios and mm-hmm. watched the uh, rough cut. Of Mary Poppins before it was issued, it, they went into the studio and watched a rough cut of her as Mary Poppins to decide if they wanted her as um, as Maria on Sound of Music. And I, I guess she did good, Mary Poppins. So. Okay. Oh, so 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 yes. So uh, My Fair Lady won Best Picture in '65, but Julie Andrews won Best Actress in '65. Hmm. So we were both right. Oh, we're never both right. Ah. Uh. We're both right. I I have to ask. The segue is going where? <laughs> that's that's the name of this show. The segue is going where? That's the name of this show. The segue is going. Where? So can we fix this? Yeah. Or the name of the show is we can fix it. In we post. can fix it in post. Yeah. So. So, okay, so Julie Andrews was really upset that she was not cast in the screen version of My Fair Lady, but she was cast that same year in Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. And she actually won Best Actress for being Mary Poppins that year. So, I would love for you to play, Mr. Riddle, mm-hmm. the medley for Mary Poppins from the Lyman 66 album. Okay, let's do it. He, uh, that's a good one, too. And I love Mary Poppins. I love that movie. And, uh, you know, some people are probably going to go, oh, my God, I liked the sequel, too. And Dick Van Dyke was in it, who's my favorite. My favorite. I love you. The medley from, <laughs> medley from Mary Poppins from Lyman 66. Here we go.
uh, I forget the name of the film. Did you see the film with uh, Tom Hanks as Disney? Finding Mr. Banks. Yes. That, was, that, was, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a bad little movie. It really was. It really was. If you want to see how that movie was made and how they, they changed things, how Disney took a, a thing and Disney-fied it, it was really fascinating. And and it, she was funny. The character was just hilarious. I mean, she hated everything they did to it. And then at the end, you know, it was one of those things where she's like, okay, I get it. And Emma, Emma Thompson was great. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she's always great. She was fantastic. She was, she was fantastic in that one. She was fantastic. So I have a question for the both of you, because both of you are, are the uh, exotic aficionados. So why was uh, xylophone or vibraphone used predominantly in a lot of these uh, arrangements? Well, I think well, the original reason was because uh, Denny's group had vibes and yeah. Arthur Lyman was a vibraphonist. So those two artists really were the epicenter of the sound of exotica i mean outside of outside of les baxter who did orchestral um they they were the ones that put exotica on the map as a genre and that the combos included vibes so that that just became the sound so now today everybody equates exotica with the vibraphone sound you know, it mm. it doesn't matter. Denny was the piano player. He wasn't the vibraphonist, but that sound was is the quintessential sound that everybody relates to it. And I really think, yes. I really think a lot of it was Lyman's uh, doing because when he broke out, he broke out only a year after Exotica was released, and then he started releasing his own material. And I I think that kind of really just solidified the fact that Exotica is vibraphones. So for for me, who's some who is still somewhat of a neophyte in this in, in the genre, and th- that's exactly what you say. What I associate that sound, I associate that sound with exotica. I associate the vibes. I associate the xylophone. I associate that. And then when you hear something like that, when you when you hear the medley with the um little um of course you're going to throw that on. Right. Yeah. Your turn. My, my turn. Okay, I'm going to pick one off of my picks then. This is kind of a, the precursor guy to Exotica, uh, Corla Pandit. This tune is not Exotica in the slightest because it just doesn't, it's not slow, it's not, you know, cocktail-y, it's not loungy, but I absolutely... It doesn't have the vibraphone. No, it doesn't have vibraphone. It's swinging fast, and I absolutely love this tune. And and you can tell me what musical it's from. It's it's called Chinatown, My Chinatown, by Corla Pandit, and it is from which musical? It's from Up and Down Broadway, but right. it's it's not actually a musical. It's, it was incorp- It's a musical review, and it was incorporated into the musical. Okay. This was from 1910. 1910, and I love this song. And everybody that ever plays a version of this song plays it a hundred million miles an hour, and so does. Uh, so does Coral Pandit. So this is Coral Pandit on the piano, not on the vibes. I mean, not on the uh, organ. And it's a really short, it's like a, a minute, 20 seconds. Coral Pandit doing Chinatown, my Chinatown, right here on The Quiet Village. Thank you. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. He's an amazing pianist. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those where it's like, he, he, I think he's sitting there going, uh, I can do it faster. Let's do yeah. one more take. I can do it faster. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, no. So that that's... Was, so, Go ahead. So, so, so this this was it's weird. So in doing research for the actual show up and down Broadway, this is the only show that uh, you you threw out there. There is no Wikipedia entry for this show. So this show ran from July eighteenth, nineteen ten, to September seventeenth, nineteen ten. Seventy two performances, and that's it. There's a, a lot of these Broadway shows. You've got revivals. There was, there's never been a revival of this show. There's never been any kind of, like, updating. This was, like, these 72 uh, productions were the only two productions of this show. Okay, so why don't we do Denny? I know you hate Sound of Music. Do I, so why don't we you do don't Denny? like Sound of Music? Okay, I'm going gonna, 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 gonna to go with this is the caveat here. So, again, oh, no. I, came from, I came from a Catholic family. And from the, from a very young age, from a very young age, whenever Sound of Music came on CBS, because it was on CBS at eight o'clock on a Saturday at least twice a year, yeah, we were forced to watch it. It's like my mother sat us down and was like, "You're going to watch this. You're going to watch this." But I did get to see it. I did get to see it with Richard Chamberlain. Oh, uh, when they did they did a national tour with Richard Chamberlain. Richard Chamberlain was hot. Is he still alive? He's still alive. No. No, Richard Chamberlain's alive. Richard Chamberlain is alive. Only we had Too bad they never the tried it with Bob Goulet. So, I would... Bob Goulet was the hills, South... they're alive. No, no, no. They did they did a revival with with uh Bob Goulet in South Pacific. I can see that. I can't see yeah. Robert Goulet in in Sound of Music though. I can't see it though. <laughs> well, it, 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 it depends on what role he's in. No, but actually, you know, speaking of, we have a tune from from the one he made famous, which was on a clear day. Yes, uh, there's. No, I have no, a tune from that. That's our segue. Then you should do. You should do the clear day. No, 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 no. Let's do sound of music. Then we'll do on a clear day. We'll just do two back to back. How about that? Oh, I love that. Okay. So On a Clear Day is – I got to look at which tune was On a Clear – oh, On a Clear Day was uh, Come Back to Me. Come Back to Me. And yeah. it's by Buddy Foe. So, we'll, we'll, anyway, we'll do this on the, on the flip side. So here's Martin Denny from his Martin Denny's Exotic Sounds Visit Broadway. This is uh, The Sound of Music. And then we're going to do uh, from On a Clear Day, Come Back to Me.
hear my voice where you are. Take a train, steal a car, hop a freight, grab a star, come back to me. Catch a plane, catch a breeze, on your hands, on your knees, swim or fly, only please, come back to me. On a mule, in a jet, with your hair in a net, in a towel ringing wet, I don't care. This is where you should be From the hills, from the shore Ride the winds to my door Turn the highway to dust Break the law if you must Move the world only just Come back to me Have you gone to the moon? For the corner saloon just to rack and to run I don't care, this is where you should be In a crate, in a trunk On a horse, on a trunk In a rose or a van Wrapped in mink or saran Anywhere that you can Come back to me Come back to me Tell me that is not ultra like twenty no, people can, lounge I can, Vegas. I can, I, I can I can see a certain uh, artist Marty Lush doing that, and I I, 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 can, I can totally see that. And I can also totally see Marty Lush doing the title on a clear day. You can see forever. Yes, I can see both of those. Both of those would work for a certain artist named Marty Lush. And hey there. You with the stars in your eyes. (laughs) Love never made a fool of you. That's it, baby. You have to start off with a bow tie untied on that one. Right. The bow tie's got to be already untied. And then undo it. Right. In the middle of Come Back to Me, when the drum's doing that little thing, that's where you pull the tie off and then it's hanging for the rest of the show. All right. We just did two. We did two back to back. Now, what are you going to do? Give me something. Hit me. This is, this is the 300-year um, episode. Uh, do you want to do Hello, Dolly? Yes, I love Hello, Dolly. In fact, here's the interesting thing. Um, they just played it in the movie theaters this last summer it, for one day. It was, in, it was in the theaters, one of those, I think it's Phantom Events or Fathom Events that does them. Fathom. 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 Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I took my daughter. She's eight years old. And and this movie's two and a half hours long, and I'm thinking it's oh, a long movie. Yeah, it's but movie. she loved every minute of it. She just loved it, you know. And and here here's the other thing. I in the movie I love the intro to this song, where where they're the, you know the, the all the waiters are going, oh my god, she's here, and then they turn, it's dead silent. She's standing there.
directed the film. Gene Kelly. He directed Flower Drum Song as well. Yes, I think he did. Um, Barbara Streisand. Streisand. She was really, really good in that. Although I got to say, the part called for somebody older. Yes. You know the yeah. the whole the whole thing with Dolly Levi is she's older. Her husband's dead, and you know. Well, but, you're look, you're looking you're looking at Carol Channing in the original Broadway ver- Carol right. Channing, who even when she was younger looked a little older. Yeah. <laughs> and Barbara Streisand. Right. So, one of these things is not like the other. I think uh, Bette Midler revived the. Yeah revived the role as Dolly Levi. Anyway, it was it was great. Well, in, in, sorry. You know what? Another factoid is that Michael Crawford was in the movie and he also starred as the Phantom of the Opera in the original Phantom of the yes, Opera. Yes, 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 yes. Very true. And, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Good. Here, here's the little trivia for you. Which Disney animated movie used an actual clip from Hello, Dolly? As part of the plot, oh, Wally. Wally, yes, it was Wally, which is a great movie, by the way. It's a fantastic film. That was Wally's favorite VHS tape. That movie makes me ugly cry. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's such a great movie. Anyway, all right, so let's move on. Arthur Lyman from Call of the Midnight Sun doing Hello, Dolly.
fun fun factoid. Uh, Hello Dolly, Hello Dolly was the uh, all-time Tony-winning uh, musical until the producers in 2012. Hello Dolly won. Hello Dolly won ten of eleven Tonys, and it held that record until the producers. And it's like 2001. 2001. Which is a movie about a musical. Yes, which and is a movie later about became a musical. musical. Later became a musical. Yes. A musical what about a musical. What what Tony didn't it win? The only Tony he didn't win was the uh, best supporting actor nominee for Charles Nelson Reilly. Charles Nelson Reilly didn't win that. Right. So Charles Nelson Reilly did not win the Tony. What 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 role did he play in? He Hello was, Dolly. He was Cornelius. Mm. He was. Shut up. He was Cornelius. He was Cornelius. He was Cornelius. Oh my God! Can you see that? Like. We need to we need to go to town to look for a couple of girls. <laughs> his crowning his crowning achievement of Lidsville wouldn't come until Lids, much later. Yeah, Lidsville or 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 uh, what was that? Match Game Seven Five. Was he Match Game or was he on Hollywood Squares? Match Game. He was on Match, Match game. game, and he was hilarious on Match Game. Yes. Oh wait, no, uh, Char- no. What was the guy he was on? Uh, Bewitched was the one on Hollywood Squares. Paul Lane. Paul Lane was Paul the one Lynn. on Hollywood Squares. And I will tell you now: go on to YouTube and look for Paul Lane Hollywood Squares quotes. They are some of the funny. <laughs> So funny. the funniest, like Paul Lind was so funny. Was that man was ahead of his time. Paul, it... Paul, how did the U.S. acquire Puerto Rico? Oh, we lost the coin toss. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite was one where they say, they say, Paul, how many on a hockey team? He just pauses and goes, about half. <laughs> 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 it's just it's just it's those kind of jokes that kill me oh my god we got to move on to something here uh we, we we've already oh god we're rivaling gone with the wind here um you know what we have not done your list so why don't you segue your song okay all right we'll do we'll do one off of my list uh because you know it's all about it's your me, show. Right? It's, it's the show. It's my show. You know what? The Quiet Village is absolutely gorgeous. What a gorgeous, beautiful paradise. Thank you so much. Don't for you love the curtains? Me. Yeah. No, no. Thank you so much for inviting me to your hut. It oh, is just thank you. beautiful. It's, the it's paradise. It rivals Valley High. It does. It's the sights. It's the spa- It's the sounds. But it's mostly the smells of the quiet village that really get to everybody so it smells um, like it smells like uh passion fruit <laughs> it smells like passion fruit and my ties oh i thought you were gonna say passion fruit and feet but no <laughs> uh here it is all right you know what here's a good one here's a good one because we kind of played a lot of denny so i'm gonna do a denny adjacent because augie cologne played in denny's band and he did two of his own records from Augie Cologne's album, Chant of the Jungle, here is Hernando's Hideaway. Right here on the Not-So-Quiet Village. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so Hernando's yeah. Hideaway was from Pajama Game. Pajama Game. Pajama Game, Pajama Game. You say potato. Pajama, pajama, pajama. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. Right. Okay. Too late now. We're recording. We can't call the whole thing up. I, I it's, it, 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 it's it's been too late for a long time. It has. Uh, pajama game. Pajama game was uh, choreographed by Bob Fosse, one of the greatest. Was it greatest? Yes. All right. So let's move on. So, so well, hold on. If we're, we're going to still continue on pajama games, because this was uh, one of you and Dia's uh, favorites, uh, you know that uh, Doris Day was in the film of Pajama Game. She was. Well, you had one from, I think, which is a very interesting choice. You had uh, Begin the Begin. Yeah, that's another uh, Corla Pandit. Another Corla Pandit, and that's Cole Porter, right? Cole Porter. From a musical, again, Jubilee. Jubilee. From 1935. The original cast, original cast, Montgomery Clift. Wow. Okay. So you want to do that one? And it included included, uh, just one of those things. Was that in that song? Uh, that in that show? Okay. All right. So here we go. Begin the Beguin. Begin the baguette. Begin the ba- That was the French version, right? It's another Corla Pandit here, right here on the Quiet Village.
Starshine was that last one by Arthur Lyman, which I absolutely love. That's from Hair. And, For sure. And that Arthur Lyman true. actually does, he also does Aquarius, I think, from that show as oh, well. He does. But uh, I like Good Morning Starshine just because it's what just was, so... What album, what album was that, Marty? I believe it is, it's either Winner's Circle or it's um, Today's Greatest Hits. I cannot remember. I don't have it in front of me. It is not Winner's Circle, because I do have that in front. You do have it. It must be Today's Greatest Hits, I think. It must be, yeah. Okay. It so, there you have it. 
you know, the worst thing in radio is dead air. Second only to when you're performing on stage and my husband cuts the lights. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. You all have right. to, Marty, you have to tell that story to our listening audience. Okay. All right. No, all right. No, 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 because they don't care. No, it's, it's, it's no, a funny it's story. It's not that funny. It's really not. It's a funny story. You had to have been there, and even if you were there, you were more angry than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> You're more angry. Yeah. Because I was performing this wonderful number, and all of a sudden, all the lights went off because Sean turned the lights off on the stage. And I'll Is never forget, I, leaned, I was playing keyboards, and I leaned over behind me and shouted, Anything but off. <laughs> Um, it was a Marty. Worst. Marty, that's what you get for asking an actor to run the light bulb. I, oh, I got it kicked out of it. I thought it was funny. Right. Anything but off. All right, so yes. we're rounding the finish line here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna introduce the next to the last song. Uh, I, you know, because I'm used to actually taking something and 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 just removing all the class out of it. I thought it would be really fun. To do a show that was not none of the tiki people have done, no no exotica artists did this, uh, so it obviously fits with what we're doing, right? I mean, come on. So this is actually Henry Mancini from the album "The Big Latin Band" of Henry Mancini, and I kid you not, this is Henry Mancini. Springtime for Hitler, cha cha cha. I love the fact that Henry Mancini I, covered that. Exactly. I love I, 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 I want to know what Cokefield executive went, Hank, here's what you got to yeah. do. Really? My cussing's okay, but you can talk about Cokefield executives? That was a lot of decisions that were made. In, <laughs> I, th- I think in, he's right about that one. So, 
Okay, so that was going to be the last tune, and instead I have come up with the ultimate Broadway tune that is the last tune. And an extra treat. An extra treat, and this is called uh, – okay, you know, I, I don't even know how to introduce this, but you know, I use a lot of Gilligan's Island clips as my intro clips. So the, the ultimate one was the episode where um, Phil Silvers as – Harold Hecuba. Right. He he crash lands on the island. Like so many people did. Absolutely. There were so many people that crash landed on that island. Including Zsa Zsa. And, uh, and uh, Kurt Russell. Right. I love you, Daddy. Oh, thank you, Mr. Bob. Oh, we all love your daddy. He's, we, we all love your daddy. He's very funny. He's a nice man. I'm a regular riot. <laughs> He's no Harold Hecuba. <laughs> no Harold Hecuba, that's true. Let's see your tooth again. Yeah, show me your tooth. Smile. There it is. There it is. There's the gap. Two dollars. Two dollars. Two dollars. I got 25 cents for my teeth. You hear that? 25 oh cents. Inflation. Infl- Inflation. It was like three years, years ago. ago. What? Three? Thir- 30. Oh, but thank you. Love you. Okay. <laughs> the episode was... It was the producer, just simply called the producer, and it was from and it aired October third, nineteen sixty six. Here is something that no one has ever done to date, which is a musical version of Hamlet. And actually, my, my fourth my tie is empty, and uh, so that means we've come to the end of another visit here at the Quiet Village. If you guys know the sign off, you're welcome to do it for me. Want to remind you that you can visit the Quiet Village at any time by going to digitiki.com and you can click on the podcast button and you can view this, uh, the tracks from this and other podcasts. You can even stream them. And if you want to get Quiet Village 24 7 while you're coronavirusing at home, working from home, you can stream Tiki Music 24 7. You can get away from it all. Pretend you're not even there. Pretend you're on an island where the worst thing is figuring out what your next drink is going to be. So, thank you for having us. Oh, sincerely. Thank Thank, you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. I I listen to the Quiet Village at work all the time. And please don't stop. I I won't. I don't. (laughs) Dia and Sean, two wonderful friends of mine from Palm Springs, too damn far away and too damn hot. Yeah. Uh, So thank you guys for coming on. And Dia, thank you for pushing me into the idea of doing this one because it was really good. I mean, there were a lot more tunes than I thought. So very, very good. So, all right. Thank you. You are welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Why? Thank you. And um, I want to thank all of you for listening. Thank you for continuing to listen. I hope you all are playing it safe wherever you're at. And I'll see you in a bar somewhere when all this is over, I'm sure. So <laughs> I know I'll see both of you in a bar when all this is over. And uh, thank you for listening to Quiet Village. And now, The Castaways, putting on uh, For Harold Hecuba. A Harold a Harold Hecuba production. Right. <laughs> the castaways doing the musical version 
of Hamlet. Until next time, everybody, aloha. 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 I love you too. That was my son. All right. Bye. I wish this thing never happened. I wish it never happened either. We do too. Wish it never happened? Yeah, no, I agree. We do too. Truer words, my friend. Truer words. Everyone listening to this wish it would never happen. Right, right. Aloha. It, aloha. 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 This is the story of a man who could not make up his mind. A tragic tale of love and hate, of remorse and revenge. But enough of me. The play is the thing. And with a roll of the drum and a blare of the trumpets, we present Hamlet. I asked to be or not to be A rogue or peasant slave is what you see A boy who loves his mother's knee And so I asked to be or not to be So hear my plea, I don't And say you see a little hope for me To fight or flee, to fight or flee I asked myself to be or not to be He asked to be or not to be a rogue and peasant slave is what you see my son who loves his mother's knee and so he asked to be or not to be hear his plea we beg of thee and say we see a little hope for he to fight or flee to fight or flee i ask myself to be or not to be I do believe I hear the fair Ophelia. My lord Hamlet is troubled. Yea, verily. My heart is heavy. I cannot marry thee, Ophelia. Oh. There is nothing left for you but to get thee to a notary. <laughs> oh, my poor Hamlet. Oh, my poor Hamlet. Hamlet, dear, your problem is clear, avenging thy father's death. You seek to harm your uncle and mom, but you're scaring me to death. While I die and sigh and cry that love is everything, you're content to try to catch the conscience of the king. Since the date when your dad met his fate, you just brood and you don't touch your food. You hate your mom, mad at my pa. You'll kill the king or some silly thing. So. Hamlet, Hamlet, do be a lamb, let rotten enough alone. From Ophelia no one can steal you, you'll always be my own. Leave the gravedigger scene, if you know what I mean. Danish pastry for 
You have said a mouthful. Oh. Uh... Hamlet, I have so much more to offer. Hamlet, I have so much more to offer. But hark, methinks me hear the heavy footsteps of my father, Polonius. And the laughter of your brother and my friend, Laertes. Oh, they must not find us here. But where to hide? Hide any place, but don't go near the water. <laughs> My ship sails at the tide. A moment, my son, for I have something to tell you. I ask only for my allowance. Ah, but I shall give you something far more valuable. Advice. You know how much wine you can buy in Paris with advice. Paris is a wild and wicked town. And you are but a young and innocent boy. Oh, could I tell him a few stories? Heed my words, Laertes, and you will be safe. Unless I listen, I won't get my spending money. So I'll listen, I'll listen. Neither a borrower nor a lender be. Do not forget, stay out of debt. Think twice and take this good advice from me. Guard that old solvency. There's just one other thing you ought to do. To thine own self be true. To do, do I know Dare you put on a play without informing Harold Hankybar? From now on, HH is in full charge of all rehearsals. You mean you're going to produce our play? The sensational, great, magnificent Mr. Hecuba? You left out stupendous. What's that, baby? 